Welcome to another episode of the Alter Your Health Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. If this is your first time listening, hello and welcome. We value your time and energy and hope you receive a lot from tuning in. As a listener-supported show, we rely on you to help us grow. We'd be so grateful if you share the show or a favorite episode with a friend or fellow health seeker. Living a healthy and nourishing life doesn't always come easily, especially in today's crazy world. But that's why we're here, doing what we love, hopefully helping you along with information and inspiration that fuels your health pursuits. If you're looking for more support, consider subscribing to the monthly Meal Guide membership. Just $11 per month gets you access to a weekly meal guide filled with healing and delicious whole food plant-based recipes, along with invitations to our regularly scheduled support calls where we can connect, answer questions, and keep the good vibes flowing in our healthy lives. You can learn more at www.alter.health slash meal dash guides. And if you're looking for more in-depth support, check out our other services. We offer both one-on-one consulting as well as educational programs. All of our current offerings are listed at www.alter.health. Our ultimate goal is to empower you to heal yourself. Keeping with that theme, let's dive into today's show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's Wisdom Wednesday on the Alter Your Health podcast. I'm Dr. Susanna. And I'm Dr. Ben. And we're both naturopathic doctors that empower individuals to heal themselves through whole food, plant-based nutrition and mind-body medicine. So today on these Wisdom Wednesday episodes, we explore the deeper aspects of our health uh, beyond the physical, nutritional, lifestyle stuff that we talk about in Medicinal Monday. And if you tuned in to Medicinal Monday this week, You learned all about the adrenals and what they're doing for us to keep us alive and thriving in our lives day in and day out. Uh, We also talked about kind of balancing and synchronizing our circadian rhythm, bringing our cortisol levels into, you know, a more normal range and kind of, uh, you know, that, that sympathetic stress response and how that influences our physiology globally and the interconnectedness of our endocrine system and how Our adrenals are really at a center focal point that HPA, hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis, is really kind of a center driving player in our overall physiology from an endocrine perspective as well as an immunological perspective and digestion and and pretty much everything. Totally. So you learned all about that in Medicinal Monday. And uh, today, or in uh, Wisdom Wednesday here, we're going to talk more about kind of how we can approach our adrenal health from our state of mind, which is probably, you know, the, the most powerful place that we can begin when it comes to addressing the health, especially focused on our adrenals, because we know how stress is really what our adrenals are tuned to like right like that the adrenals are designed to pick up on stress and respond to stress and of course as far as our body is concerned stress is stress you know it's not like the relationships and the finances and the work and and kind of like the global politics it's like your body doesn't really care about all the nuances of like the practicality of the content of the stress, but your body feels stress and your adrenals are designed to take that and respond to that and keep the body in balance. Um, so of course, addressing adrenal issues, like the, the root cause of adrenal issues, most often means addressing the relationship that we have with ourselves and with stress. So here we are. 
Here we are. And it's funny because in each of these Wisdom Wednesday episodes, we've been starting by talking about the physiological connection between the brain and whatever organ we're talking about that week. And the, the brain adrenal connection, it's funny to even say because it is the HPA it axis. It is the HPA axis. And actually, in every other episode, when we talk about like the brain liver connection or the brain kidney connection, the adrenal plays a role in that connection. It's like this middleman that is, um, you know, secreting cortisol, secreting adrenaline and so on. Yeah. And so the adrenals really do play this major role in the stress response. And as you learned at, on Monday for a good reason, right? We needed to function as human beings, right? But as we also talked about on Monday, and as you already said in today's episode, really the root cause for the majority of HPA dysregulation, adrenal burnout, adrenal fatigue, whatever you want to call it, is this overactivity of the sympathetic nervous system or overactivity of the adrenals. And so, yeah, let's really talk about like, yeah. and I think in most of these Wisdom Wednesday episodes, we talk about really what the root cause of stress is, where stress comes from. But I think it's, it's very important that we kind of start the discussion there. For sure. And just <laughs> just to recap a little bit more, like that, th that's not to say that stress can't be, you know, the body can't be stressed from other things besides our thoughts, right? You know, chronic infections right. can stress our adrenals and put a stress on our nervous system and physiology. Of course, caffeine, we talked a lot about caffeine on Monday and how caffeine kind of like squeezes the adrenals to kind of work and raise our blood sugar kind of synthetically you could say from from drinking coffee or and caffeinated beverages daily um over exercising over over exercising is kind of that you know undue stress that we don't need so i don't know about you but i don't know if anyone right now in today's world on planet earth needs more stress you know so most of the time when we're talking about balancing the adrenals and balancing the stress response it really is on the side of like de-stressing, right? Um, but that being said, you know, I think about, um, again, I'm kind of just rambling on a tangent before we dive into the mindset stuff, but I think about things like exercise, things like a sauna or a cold plunge or, you know, other kind of controlled stress environments that create more resilience and, and actually can really help our body to respond to things like, chronic infections, like uh, the, the physiologic stress we might give ourselves as well as the psychologic stress, right? So, you know, giving our body that controlled stress response and kind of, um, you know, it's like, and also breathing, you know, the, some of the like holotropic breathing that kind of like activates the cortisol adrenaline response balanced with parasympathetic breathing, as we might say that lengthened diaphragmatic exhalation, you know, that can be a good way to train, quote unquote, our autonomic nervous system to become more resilient, again, not only to the physiologic stressor stressors in life, but also kind of the emotional, energetic, psychological stressors. But, you know, <laughs> we can't run, a, run away from stress. You know, we can't run away and biohack our way into some state of being that's immune to stress. Our immunity to stress only lies in our relationship and understanding of where stress comes from. 
And of course, we identified kind of those physiologic stressors already, the caffeine, the chronic infections, there's the toxins, like all those kind of things. We, we know we can pinpoint and kind of manage those sources of stress. But what about the stress from relationships? What about the stress from work or, um, you know, global issues or relationship issues? What about those stress? Can we really pinpoint them and get rid of them? Because I know I certainly witnessed a lot of people trying to do that. And maybe, you know, you quit your job and maybe there's this wave of relief where it's like, oh my gosh, I'm no longer stressed from that. But most people who have this tendency to dive into the stressful experience or to experience chronic stress in some way will find chronic stress elsewhere. We can't run and hide from chronic stress. And that's because stress doesn't come from out there. You know, our psychological stress doesn't come from our work. It doesn't come from our relationships. It doesn't come from our bank account or anything that's happening, you know, geopolitically. It doesn't come from what's happening in Russia or like the gas prices. It doesn't come from any of that stuff. Our psychological stress comes from our own internal state and our perception and relationship with our thinking around the things that are happening in our life. So of course, like, you know, that's not to say that we are like, we shouldn't ever experience psychological stress, but it sure does help to know where that feeling comes from and to know that our perception is the ultimate dictator of to whether or not and to what degree we're going to be gripped by that emotional experience. Yeah. Yeah, it's so interesting because as you're saying that, Ben, you know, I I was kind of feeling two different things. On one hand, I was feeling this freedom like, wow, how cool is that? How cool is that? That actually the only source of stress is my own thinking about what's happening. Like, that's very freeing. But on the other side, there was kind of my ego talking like, what are you talking about, Ben? What? Of course, stress comes from this situation over here. Of course, stress comes from that. And of course, the only solution to resolving that stress is to try to control those external circumstances, right? I mean, that's what the ego wants us to think, right? But the truth, and when we really connect with that truth, we realize that stress really only comes from our state of mind. And we can experience that as our mind shifts moment to moment, You know, someone might be in a kind of classical, stressful situation and yet have some moments of the day where they feel light and happy and moments of the day where they feel very stressed. And the only thing that changes is their state of mind in the actual moment. Do you want to like give some, have you had any personal experiences that you can recall where like I'm I'm having a hard time kind of understanding how... Like what, what you're saying. <laughs> okay. Sure. I mean, I, I can I kind of understand, but I think it really helps me to better understand if there's like some practical real world example. Yeah. Well, I've been in an, I've been in kind of a dispute with someone recently, which has felt like it's dragged on for weeks and weeks and weeks. And it's, you know, there's, it's business related. Yeah. There's... We don't have to get into the content. I'm okay. Like okay, too, okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's been a dispute. And, uh, you know, I, I could say, I could go around saying, oh my gosh, I've been stressed out for this whole last month because this thing won't resolve. And I'm trying to do my best to just like wrap it up and control it, but I just can't. And, you know, so I could go around saying that, 
But the truth is that my state of mind isn't focused on that issue 100% of the time, day in and day out. There are moments when I'm hanging out with you, I'm present with you, we're focused on a different project, I'm chatting with a friend and hearing about her day, I'm cuddling with my kitty cat, I'm relaxed in my bathtub, where my state of mind is somewhere else. I'm thinking about different things, I'm thinking about different content. And the, the feeling comes from the content of our minds, the yeah. feeling comes from what we're thinking in that very moment. So I could, so you could be like in the bathtub and you know, your candles lit and saying your affirmations <laughs> and, or whatever. And, uh, and I could come in and ask you like, so what's the deal with, you know, this, this issue. Right. And uh, you know, it's, that's just like, and in your state of mind and state of emotion would probably shift. Maybe, you know, maybe it would shift dramatically and maybe it would shift more subtly, but it would shift. Mm -hmm. um, and be, and that that thing, like the content, the the story, the 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 life, <laughs> life is happening. Life is happening. Life is happening. But our focus and where we're looking and orienting ourselves in terms of uh, our internal experience is dynamic and shifting moment to moment. So it's like life can be happening out there, but we can, you know, it's like. I don't know. There's a lot of people who just choose the out of sight, out of mind mentality, which is so accurate. You know, when something is out of sight, it is out of mind, you know, and then we put it in sight and it comes into mind. And then we have that emotional response to that. So, yeah, there's, I'm, you know, I'm just kind of better understanding <laughs> the, the, the mechanics of this, uh, you know, inside out reality of where our emotional experiences co are coming from. And, you know, I think that hopefully it's like, I, I trust that for people listening in, it's like, okay, I, I get it, you know, conceptually, I get it, you know, it's like, yeah, but like, I've experienced this, these chronic stressful thoughts, I've got, like these issues, and I've got to take care of this stuff. And like, for you, you know, I've got to take care of this issue. Um, and it's like, I can lay in the bathtub all day and kind of orient myself in this direction towards more peaceful state of mind and kind of out of sight, out of mind mentality. But then there might be thoughts of, oh, well, that's like irresponsible. I've got to like take responsibility and take care of business and do those things and pay my bills and take care of kids and, you know, you know, show up at work and have all of these things. So, so, do you want to speak a little bit to that balancing act of being in the world and showing up and taking responsibility, but also being sovereign in and responsible for our internal state and not kind of hooked on that, that hook and that leash of the outside circumstances are pulling me emotionally into different states. Sure. Yeah. And I think it is helpful to just bring up a few more examples of like classical kind of or classic stressful experiences like going through a divorce or um, I don't know, we had someone tell us recently like, oh, building a house is like such a stressful thing or moving is such a stressful thing. And, you know, these are these are typically things where people are like, oh, I just can't wait until this is over. Right. Um, but getting through that you know, sometimes long period of time 
doesn't mean that you have to 100% always be focusing on the issue to solve the problem. And actually, the better, fresher solutions generally come when we're disengaged from thinking about the problem itself. And so, you know, just because someone is going through a long divorce period or someone is in the process of, you know, putting in their two weeks notice and quitting from a job or whatever, you know, there's this thing that they can't wait to end in their life. There, I guess what I'm saying is, yeah, we don't have to focus on the issue to solve the issue. Yeah, these issues that they're the the solutions to the issues in our life often are hidden mm-hmm. out out of our awareness at a given point in time, and the more we look for them, the less the more they're hidden, and when we stop looking for them, then they reveal themselves. And I always think about that kind of physical example of I don't know looking for keys or something you know looking for something that we lost and it's like i i know my keys are in this room somewhere you know i drove the car here i parked it i came up here and where the heck are my keys and there might be a sense of frantic like what the heck i gotta go and then when we stop looking for five minutes or you know five seconds or maybe the rest of the day or whatever it is then it's like oh here they are you know and because we develop, we naturally develop this kind of tunnel vision and narrow mindedness um, emotionally and energetically as much as we do physically with like looking for keys or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then we are therefore not able to see the full extent of infinite possibilities that are available to us. And we're also not able to fully tap into our innate creativity and wisdom and potential to use these thoughts and ideas and find the creative solutions that, you know, maybe will bring more grace to the resolution of the quote unquote issues, you know? So, yeah. 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 And I mean, I think, I think what a lot of people experience or can experience is that when they're going through a quote unquote stressful period, their thoughts can kind of oscillate back and forth between the situation and anything that's not about the situation, right? Back Mm -hmm. and forth and back and forth. And when the thoughts oscillate to the issue, there might be that kind of seductive rabbit hole kind of quality of the stressful thoughts of like, what do I do? What do I do? And like these layers of thoughts just pile on top of each other. What if this happens? What if it, why isn't it working this way? Why is it so slow? Why is it, why can't I decide? Why can't I make up my mind? You know, this kind of like mm-hmm. this, this mountain of thoughts, it can get really big and how that translates to our feeling state is that it feels awful, right? It feels overwhelming, overwhelming intense and whatever. Yeah. But, you know, when we shift away, even if it's for a minute, a moment, And we have that clarity of mind. I just had this the other day. I wasn't thinking about the issue at all. I was hanging out with you in this room, actually. We were, I think, talking about your bike or something. And all of a sudden, out of of the blue came this idea. Like, oh, my gosh, why didn't I think of this before? This would be a good solution to apply to this issue that I'm working out. And the quality of that, the feeling that came about with that thought was refreshing. It Mm -hmm. was in light, it, it was um, 
uh, not enlightening. What's the word I'm looking for? Inspiring. It was inspiring. It was like uplifting. Hmm. And, and that's what's possible when we actually disengage and choose not to go down that rabbit hole and focus on that rabbit hole. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that some, something I'd like to explore real briefly as we're kind of wrapping up our conversation, which can go on and on and on is this idea. Sometimes I feel like people are addicted to their emotional experience, addicted to stress, you know? And, you know, if you were to tell me like, uh, Ben, I think you're might be addicted to stress. I'd be like, what do you mean? I hate feeling stressed. You know, I hate like who, who could possibly be addicted to stress? Like, why would I be addicted to stress? But I think that on some level, physiologically, our bodies become accustomed to experiencing stress, to experiencing the effects of psychological stress, you know, the thoughts that we feel and are embodying. And, you know, we, that could maybe look like someone who's just obsessed with drama, you know, likes drama and just the excitement of life. Um, but I also think about how so many people and myself included, <laughs> largely, it's kind of hard to unplug. It's kind of hard to unplug from videos, from YouTube shows, from podcasts. Like, you know, it's, I remember, you know, I've done a number of uh, extended silent meditation retreats and that that was like such a great cleanse you know a great kind of reset hard reset hard reboot and so sometimes i've had the thought i don't know about you suzanne i feel like you'd probably approach it better than i would these days but like i don't know how i do with that you know i did just fine with that a few years ago but i feel like there's kind of this like society kind of brings about this toxic, abusive, addictive relationship with kind of stress, you know, and just kind of all the, the what am I trying to say, like all the clickbaits and all the, sh you know, short attention spans and the TikToks and the reels and all these like little short things that just like spark the dopamine, spark the stress, spark the different emotional responses and reactions. And it, you know, it's like, we don't even hardly have the time and patience and bandwidth and state of mind to sit down and digest like a movie, you know, sometimes, you know, sometimes it's like we need the action movie. We need the movie with a lot of drama and a lot of stuff, you know, the old timey, just slow drawn out kind of uh, whatever style movie like that. It's, it's it might be hard for us to really, be engaged with because life has a way of hooking us. And so I, th I think that's, that's all to say. I'm just kind of unpacking this for myself also just to, you know, see how we can relate with this addiction or relate with these patterns or tendencies and relationships with devices and screens and content and video and thoughts in a way that's more, kind of oriented in that direction of natural alignment and resonance with nature and our default st peaceful state of mind versus getting allowing ourselves to be hijacked by this kind of fear mongering like short attention span clickbait sort of stuff and again 
knowing that our internal experiences are not generated from the YouTube videos, they're not generated from the headlines or CNN or any source of like news media or movies or Hollywood or music, our internal state is generated from, from within, but how can we create an environment or at least like consider our environment so that we're not always tempted to jump into these rabbit holes? How can we allow ourselves the kind of, uh, you know, set ourselves up for success? You know, I think just as someone who's maybe struggling with, uh, you know, substance abuse or alcohol or whatever it is, they probably are going to at some point choose to like no longer go out to the bar each and every night. You know, of, of course, once we like heal that, once we kind of clear that, then it's like, oh, yeah, I can go to the bar and enjoy time with friends and not be tempted to abuse alcohol or have a drink or whatever it is. But during that time of recalibration, how can we set ourselves up for success to kind of allow ourselves and our bodies and our nervous systems and our psyches and our souls to reground and reconnect with <laughs> the innate, default, peaceful, natural state? And I'm, I'm just kind of I don't have like a clear cut answer. I think the answer is different for us all, but I think it's something that maybe we can all consider. Mm. Yeah, that's important. And I know that this is running a little bit long, but there's one more thing that I just want to address, which is, you know, when we're talking about stress, I think we've kind of our conversation so far has been focused on kind of like situations, challenging situations that bring up worry or they bring up anger or they bring up impatience or they bring up, you know, whatever. But I want to just make it super clear that when the body perceives stress, like it actually, the quality of the emotion, the flavor of the emotion, um, it doesn't matter so much whether it's like we're afraid, we're jealous, we're angry, we're sad. That is all that is all stress for the body. And so maybe you don't resonate with like some of the things we talked about. Maybe you're like, oh, well, I don't have any like big, crazy things happening in my life. And, you know, I don't really watch the news that much. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're like clear. And, you know, I mean, of course, we all know because our body gives us the feedback yeah, every single moment. Yeah. And so that's really, I think the piece here that we've kind of been pointing to, but haven't really said flat out, which is that the feedback our body gives us, the feeling state we get, that's really the indication of where our mind is in the moment. And so if we feel even like a little, a little subtle discomfort, anxiousness, uh, you know, constriction, however it feels for yeah. you. I think what you're also kind of alluding to is intuition, you know, the more subtle, non-palpable feelings maybe the maybe the feelings are a little pal more palpable or maybe it's just that subtle resonance or intuitive sense for lack of a better term yeah yeah and it's all you know it's all th that's that's just how beautifully divine our bodies were designed is to give us the feedback so that we can catch ourselves, yeah. we can catch our state of mind going in a direction that's ultimately not going to be supportive for, you know, that peaceful state of the nervous system. And we can say, oh, wow, hey, look at that. I was going down a rabbit hole. And uh, all right. And that, that's it. Once we catch ourselves in, in the, you know, in the, in moving in that direction, then it just can like dissolve from there, honestly. Just like, you know, when we 
go on a cleanse and we clear up and then we go and have like French fries. And it's like, Oh, that kind of gave me a little food hangover. Mm, that wasn't good. You know, body clears from that. And it's like, I'm, I'm not going to go back to that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think that's a good reminder that the feelings that we have, however difficult they might be, are not, are not, do not mean that we're broken or damaged or need work to work on ourselves or anything. They're in fact indicators that our body and mind and soul and consciousness are working properly, working accurately, giving us that biofeedback so we can respond from that informed, empowered place rather than being like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with me? What do I do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in fact, there's actually nothing that we need to do in order to stress less. It simply is a natural byproduct of understanding how this system works. Totally. And well tuning said. in to the feeling state of the body, right? Yeah. So do less, <laughs> try less, work on yourself less. And oh my gosh, we could yeah go on and on about just that whole dynamic and worldview and industry, I guess you could say, around like self-work and where is that taking us? <laughs> So maybe a little bit less of that, maybe a little bit more understanding and compassion. Um, And yeah, I guess maybe that's a good place to wrap up. I think so. Cool. So we look forward to catching you guys next week for more good stuff. Bye for now.